0: Generous to the poor, lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deed. Proverbs 19, 17. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of The Crown and Covenants. I'm Warren Sudler, and I have with me as always, Mr. Christopher McDowell and Mr. Lawrence Jeffrey. You know, what happens
1: if somebody listens to this in the morning?
0: What happens? I don't know. You're always like, good evening. Good, good evening, good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good day. I mean, we could, well, because we're doing it when we're recording it, so, that's true. you know, it doesn't really matter when they listen to it, I don't think they're that yeah. particular, I'm like, oh, I can't wait, to, I can't listen to it till tonight.
1: I don't know, man. You have <laughs> you know, anal.
0: Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, maybe this we'll ever... evening.
1: I have to listen it to true. it in the evening time. Well, maybe we Not should start doing six. it live, and then so that you're, way we maybe can you're just confuse people.
0: I could do that, too. No, I think our listeners are smarter than that. Yeah, because if, I mean, what, what if somebody's listening to it on the, you know, West Coast? You know, the three hours behind us. So at certain points, it's not evening over there yet. So. Exactly. So stop saying evening. So what um, do you want me to say? Say hello. Hello. Hello, <laughs> everybody. Welcome to another episode night, of Crown good and night, Covenant. Gracie. We are here <laughs> yeah. once again.
2: We're happy to be here. Whatever time of day it is, mm. where you are. <laughs> right, I'm looking when out that are, window
0: and it's dark, right. so It's evening.
2: If right now, yes, it is. Yes, yes. or it's really early. <laughs> or that it could be. Yes, yeah. this okay. is what we fight about, people. This is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're in agreement on so much. We have to find things to Sometime. argue about. Right, right.
0: <laughs> How's what we doing. I'm good. Good Tired today.
2: Tire. Yeah, it was a long yeah. day. It really day. was, wasn't it?
0: It's a long week. Yeah. Prayer. It's only no, prior we <laughs> No, I said the prior week was long. I'm quitting my job, it was <laughs> a long, a long weekend, and yeah. today just seemed to to drag out. Yeah, your family was sick, right? Still sick, mm. actually. Yeah, They've just We've been sick. Uh, well, sick all week. It just keeps rotating through the house. Uh, you know, but
1: the changing of the seasons. Maybe it's rough. Yeah, but we're all still here, so God is good. Mm. God is always good, mm. even in sickness. Yep. And health. and health it's like marriage right
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh it took me a minute to go like oh yes and sickness and health <laughs> exactly it's, it's <laughs> like the vows. it's like marriage yeah, sick I know, I know. Your, health like, yeah
1: you know yeah. those vows you took <laughs> I remember no I know. I had
2: specifically <laughs> request for the word obey to be put in there <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was like that used to just be standard put that in there <laughs> yeah
1: when did they take that out it was I like in know. like the 40s wasn't there something like that
2: oh who knows maybe yeah, that's funny. It's terrible.
0: That's funny. Hmm. So, so, what's up? So we're here. Yep, we are. We're here. back.
2: Indeed. For part two.
0: Part, part two, two of, of biblical charity. Yeah. Nice. Biblical good. charity. So in the last one, we got into a couple different things. We defined what biblical charity is, mm-hmm. and biblical charity is the good Samaritan faith. Um, and we also got into Developing a mission. Yes, sir. And now, this week, one of the things we're going to attempt to do is to get into some practical application. And I guess, as we uh, discussed before in a prior episode, we we were going through a book, um, mm-hmm. Bringing in the Shoes by George Grant. Get that yep. book. Uh, which is a wonderful free. book. It is. Yes. He's
1: one of the greatest men to ever have lived, truly. Wow. He influences me heavily. I love yeah. Dr. Uh, George Grant. He's a good man. Really good. Very kind, too. Like, I've emailed him, and he personally emailed me back, and uh, yeah. I've had a conversation. He's a, he's a good man,
0: yeah. definitely. And uh, so, read
1: his books, all of them. Yeah. You will be blessed. He
0: actually has a lot of books. He does. Involving poverty and, and charity and homelessness and different things like that. He does. That. quite a few of them. And you can, uh, you can buy the book, or you can actually go to uh, Gary, Gary North, North Free, Free Books. books. Yep. And you can download the PDF. Yep, com. Um, so, we were going... Basically The last episode in this episode Is kind of like uh, Just things that we've learned mm-hmm. From reading the book And going through it And just breaking it down mm-hmm. Yes we did We also talked about uh, equipping fam- families right.
2: Families is where the charity starts Absolutely
0: Right And mm-hmm. facilitating
2: private initiative That's right
1: Yep Facilitating private yes. initiative That was chapter yeah. 7 Yes, indeed. Yep It was good It was very good. So uh, listen to our uh, previous episode. Right. Uh, And then that was more of a general overview Mm -hmm. of what biblical charity looks like and um, where it begins, like you said, Chris, in Mm -hmm. the family, in the home. um, It's rooted and founded. Like Biblical charity is rooted not in government initiatives or anything like that. It right. starts in the families, in right. you know, godly families. It is not
0: the uh, government's role. Right. It is that our is role. It is the
1: role of the church. That's exactly right. right. And when we say the church, we don't just mean that uh, the thing you go to on Sunday. Like we
0: are. We the mean church. A Catholic Church. What's up? We mean a Catholic Church.
2: Universal no. Church. Yeah.
0: That's what, what that means. <laughs> <Yeah>. It is <laughs> yeah. definitely.
1: But what I was what I what I was saying was like it's not. It's the role of you and me as right. as Christians. Right. You know, it's not the role of the thing that we go to on Sunday. Right. Correct. You know what I mean? Mm. When we say church, we don't mean that. We mean the people of the right. church. Correct. It is the pastor's job, the teacher's job in the church to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Correct. That's right. We're the ones to do the ministry. You. Amen. You Amen. know, so... Amen. That's it's where not it only gets... isolated to a few people, it's, no, it's for all of us. That's right. Yeah, Correct. it's not like, oh, there's this guy uh, down the block who, uh, he, needs, you know, he's homeless, he needs shoes, he needs something, you know, so you send the pastor out. No, no, no. It's no. so like you take care of him. Right. You know? mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you go up to him and find out his needs and right. build a personal relationship with the man mm-hmm. or woman or family or whatever it would be, mm-hmm. you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's about knowing what's going on in your community Knowing who's in it, knowing who's there, what people need, and um, being the hands and feet of Christ—really, you know—we are His body after all. Mm-hmm. It's the image that uh, Paul uses. So, any other <laughs> thoughts? No other thoughts.
2: <laughs> are you laughing at because I'm like not? <laughs> no, no what
0: he, he said. What he said. That I was about to start singing Casting Crowns, but.
2: So we are the
0: body We are the body
2: Yeah we are Casting crowns
1: yeah. Oh, yeah Right Alright We got a little blues for you guys Nice fish with the theme People down and out Down on their hey. uh, Luck as they say mm. you know, There really is no such thing But it's we are blessed And so We ought to be a blessing right That's right man Alright
2: coming up we're going to talk
1: about
0: how to do that so with that we'll take a quick break and we'll be back
2: Like just let it play, man. I'm enjoying this too much.
0: It's oh, a hard man. knock life, man. I was reminiscing, man.
3: Reminiscent.
0: <laughs> so you can find that at Annie, the movie. <laughs> yep. You feel me? <laughs> the Jamie Fox version. You know. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But was like, "Oh, I thought this was a Christian podcast." <laughs> It is. It is (laughs) called plundering the Egyptians. That's That's right. That's (laughs) right. Good times. We're back, so we're going to jump into this conversation about some practical—can't even Mm. (laughs) speak—practical application of biblical charity. Um, In the last segment, we just kind of did a quick review of what we talked about last time. So, one of the things that we wanted to talk about this time was uh, discovering and identifying needs. I mean, obviously, if you're going to do something, you need to know what it is that you're going to do. Yeah. Um, Got a game plan. Yeah. You need to have a focus. You need to have something, you know, that you're focusing towards. Right. Um, yep. Obviously, there are a lot of needs that's out right. there. But also, every community is different. Right. Not every community has the same needs. That's right.
1: Um, yeah. It can't be in a ritzy neighborhood opening a food bank. Like it yeah. you really right. Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: yeah, that's not the need. Of, and... One of the things in, in discovering and identifying needs, it also prevents waste, you mm-hmm. know, prevents doing things in vain, wasting time and stuff like that. Because if you do something that's not needed in the area, what are you exactly. doing it for? Right. right. You're not actually helping yeah. anybody. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your energy and your resources. Right. right. On nothing. And you're not even doing anything. Um, and that's one of the things that um, Dr. he discusses Grant. Yeah. in the book. He's like, call him Doctor Grant, Doctor. So Grant. you do need, you do need a focus. Show respect. You need something yeah. that you're going to focus on. You need something to, to work towards, but also right. in that, one of the things he warns about is not being so focused to the point of exclusion. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear about different things, and you know, one of the examples he uses, you know, you'd have like a, a shelter, you know, that has age limits. Mm, you know, it would sure. be like you know a shelter for like you know fifteen year old, fifteen to twenty five, mm-hmm. you know black males. But if somebody outside of that, you know, needs help, would he not going to help them because they don't fit into that select right. category?
1: Right. Yeah, you can't be so yeah, it's narrow. Right,
2: to to the point of exclusion. application, like we're here is this for this one specific and nothing else, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> right. you
0: still cover anything that comes your way that you can do, but. You do have to have a focus. You do need to be focused. Yeah, you have to know your community,
1: know what they need.
0: Right, that's one of the other things. You know, it talks about understanding the demographics of the area that you're in. You know, you you need to know what's going on. One of the things, I mean, you can easily look it up, Mm -hmm. um, but you also should know your community. I mean, as Christians, we should be involved in our community. We should know the people around us, we should know our neighbors, we should know. Mm The things that are going on around us, the things that are going on in our community.
2: No, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm just thinking thinking of my own situation, thinking about how we are in America today. I mean, mm. people used to have much more sense of community. Now it's just like, unless you're specifically involved in something right. together, right. yeah, it's just like, I don't know my neighbor. You yeah, know, no, I mean, yeah. Like, we're I in the move, suburbs yeah. of
1: New York You know where mm-hmm. it's really tough. I know other places... You know every like people know everybody. It's like right. small town and you know mm-hmm. mentality mm-hmm. where we are. It's really not at all. You gotta um, you gotta make you, more You effort. wave at your neighbors. They're looking at you like you're crazy. <laughs> There's this whack
0: job over That's here? <laughs> I don't know him. You know. Right. <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of it. I mean, it, you just really have to look. Yes. You have to yeah. pay attention. I mean, if you mm-hmm. ride down your streets, you know, you see a bunch of boarded up houses. You right. see, you know. Right. Different people walking down the street yeah. and different things you see like furniture that. Furniture on the lawn, right? You just have to you know, look and you know, pay attention. Down, like you have right. to be attentive, mm-hmm. right? You know, and you'll see. You know, you'll see the people when you go to the store. You'll see the people out. You'll see, you know, the homeless people on the street. You'll see the different things just by looking. Yeah, just you know, you look have look around, to be attentive and be aware right. and be, you know, looking for, you know, those type of things.
1: Right, and there's other places you could go, right? To yeah, I mean, uh, learn yeah, about he, what's going he, on in your had, area.
0: He gave a a bunch of suggestions. One of them, one of the suggestions was: first, contact the the churches in your community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, contact the churches that are around you, um, and see what they're doing Mm -hmm. in the community. You know, because they have an idea of what's going on in the community. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one he suggested was contacting the private and social service um, agencies within the community, not the government ones. But there are like, I mean, you could. Contact the government ones as sure. well. Yeah. you know, just to gain the information right. to find mm-hmm. out what they're doing in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but all one, other charities that are at work, right? You can contact other charities. You can contact the schools. That's important. The schools yeah. will give you, you information be, as yeah. far as, right. you know, what's going on. You'll probably get some of your best information from, from, the, from schools. the schools because they they would have an idea. They know about the families in right. need. Exactly. Like, especially the way they are now trying to provide what they, you know, yeah. for the need to well and,
1: the the example that he brings up in the book is like a you know a second grade teacher knows her students you know right, she yeah. knows what students don't have a winter jacket right exactly she knows right. what students yep. you know can't afford mm-hmm. lunch yeah, you know right. she she she's aware of those mm-hmm. sorts of things and and he uh, makes the point that a lot of times like they are willing to talk about that sort right. of thing you know even if they're not specific you'll get an idea right. you know of what is going on
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the area where you are. just gathering information. Yeah. Right. Um, you can contact the police department. That's another big one. You know, one. to find out what kind of issues are going on in the community. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also contact uh, businesses yes. and merchants in the community. I mean, that's more not necessarily to g- gather information for the n- need specifically, but people that you might be willing to help. Well, they also know and, who's
1: hanging around their stores. They know... I know, like... Us, personally, mm-hmm. now, like, you go up to the local gas station, there's guys always hanging out at 7 Yeah, Seven so, yeah, Elevens, whatever it would be, right. Speedway, what we yeah. have here, the old Hess. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, And so they know, you know, who is there. Right. Like, mm-hmm. every day just hanging out. Right. Panhandling outside, asking people for a change or money or whatever mm-hmm. it is as they go in and out. And most of the time they run them off, but they know, still, right. who's there all right. the time, you know, they, they have an idea, right. you know, so, so there's different ways to gather that information.
0: Yeah, I mean, and one of the other things is also, talk, talk to the people in the community, talk to the people you see, you know, when you're going into the supermarket and you see the guy standing outside the supermarket, you know, asking for money or something like that, talk to him. Right. You know, don't just walk past me like, I don't have any change and walk inside, mm-hmm. like, actually stop and talk to him. <laughs> yeah. They get to know him, his situation. Yeah, when people are walking out down the street, I mean, one, it's opportunity for evangelism right there. It is. And you also build a relationship with the community. Mm-hmm. You know, because especially if you're going to look and to do something within your community, exp- if people don't know who you are, they're not necessarily going to be as open to dealing with you and being in contact with you. Mm-hmm. You know, we see it now. I mean, you, you know, people... Even just normally, you know, you at the grocery store, and you know somebody's walking on you. Like, oh, you need help with that? And I'm like, oh, you know, get away from me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know?
3: No, it's you're true. Alone.
1: you know, it's funny. We keep talking about community, our communities, you mm-hmm. know. And um, I know this. Well, we've said it without actually saying it, mm-hmm. but the idea of what we're saying is um, think locally. And act locally, right. you know, right. where you are, where in your sphere of influence, where you can make a difference, right. mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. Okay. People in uh, for us in America, you know, people in Detroit, you know, yeah, it's bad over there in certain areas or Chicago right. or whatever. But we're not in Chicago. Per, us personally, you right. know, we're not in Detroit, you know, so we have to. Think about what's going on here,
0: mm-hmm. right? There's people right in front of you, right? And you're like looking beyond them yeah. to somewhere else to right. do something. It's like right. know, focus on what's right in front of mm-hmm. you, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Good
0: point. Indeedy. Right. So, what else uh, did you have for uh,
1: figuring out our um, situations?
0: I mean, that was that was pretty much the the gist of that. That whole idea is basically: you just need to know your community. You need to gather information and find out what's going on. You need to know what the needs are, so that you can provide for those needs. Um,
2: Any warnings? Uh, I was getting there. Oh, all right, no, I'm just uh, uh, i was just uh, asking uh, a question, man. I'm no, jumping was, ahead, man. I, I, I like it. I said,
0: one of the, one of the things that you know, like I said, you do need you do need to have a focus, and that was one of the one of the main precautions it was have a focus, but don't be so focused to the point of exclusion. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the other precautions was don't... um, (laughs) Opinions. He gets into... Everybody has an opinion. You know, you talk to people and everybody's an expert. They Mm -hmm. know this. They know that. Um, But... Scripture's our guide. Mm -hmm. You know, we still... This is biblical charity. We're doing it in the way that God... Has prescribed, right? You know, and especially now, a lot of times we look to the way government does things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and different things like that, mm-hmm. and a lot of suggestions people might get stem sure. from that. And what their idea and of and love looks like, like that.
2: might be different than what uh, biblical love actually looks like. That's right. A good point. Correct. It's a very so, good so it's point.
0: remember, scripture is the foundation mm-hmm. for everything that we do, mm-hmm. and that's what guides what we do. Right. You know, and you can listen to people. or listen, you could take advice, you could take things, and you know, you talk to people, but stay focused. Right. You know. And uh that was pretty much you know. All right. Pretty
1: pretty pretty, pretty uh pretty much all for uh for that Yeah, stuff. I mean
0: like I said that was just a quick, you know, general overview of right. of that. You know, like we said before, get the book. Mm-hmm and uh it's a good book. It is. It really, really is good a good book. book. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It really is. I mean, it's, he gets a lot so more detailed. in depth into a lot of things. Yeah, you know does. that w- we're not going to get into just for the sake of time.
1: And then um, the, the next, next one was pulling resources. Yeah, and then like figuring out the information of like what people, what are the needs in the area, and then have the next section. Right, is and these two to-
0: actually kind of go hand in hand. Like right. so in the first one of the suggestions he had was call- contacting the churches in the community and see what's going on, and. You know, if, if somebody in your community is already doing something, especially if it's a church, you know, you don't necessarily need to look to do your own thing. Right. It's redundant. It's, you can look yeah. to partner with them or help right. them in a way. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things we pulling resources to. It's, you know, to come together because the more people you have, mm-hmm. the more resources, resources you have yeah. and the more you're able to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, some people might already have established relationships within the community already. Right. You mm-hmm. know, they might be addressing all the needs of the community. So, it, you know, you don't need to do your own thing. You can look to them to and see it. how yeah, you can partner. Support them in what they're doing. Help them to
2: do more with, them. Yeah. with right. what they're already doing. I mean, right. so if or that's if they're the meeting one specific
1: need right. and another need is not being met, right. you don't need now to you meet you, the need that they're meeting already.
0: You can for where they can't meet. Got it. Yeah, and that's, right. the, exactly. that's the whole point. Because everyone has their strengths together. and everybody right. has their weaknesses, yeah. you mm-hmm.
1: know. Right. So um, that's why that's hence the necessity to have a focus and to know what is already, already going dealing. on in your right. community. And um, then I you know in the next session he talks about, like, like you said, pooling resources, figuring out how to gather resources. Right. Um, well,
0: And the pooling resources, one, he, he also talks about, especially in, within your church. You know, creating some kind of—I mean, he—he he calls it a task force, mm-hmm. but basically, like a, a group within your church mm-hmm. that will take on the burden of the responsibility of not doing the work per se, but at least the organization and the instruction, coordinating things, organizing, exactly. coordinating. That's important, you know, because you—you want to be organized. Yeah, you have to be organized. You know, yeah. and like I said, you need to—you need to be focused. You need to—you know—keep lists and. You know, he talks about making all kind of, you know, write this stuff down. People need access to information. Because right. information is key. Yes, it is. You know, everybody needs to know what they're doing. Everybody needs to know where to go. Right. You need to know what's available to help somebody who can't go out and, you know, offer help to somebody with something if you don't even have what it is that they need help with. Yeah.
1: Right, or you can't provide it. Right. right. Sure.
0: Um, or at least even know where, if you can't provide it, where you can send them to where they could get it. That's mm-hmm. important. You know, and that's also the the some of the unity within the churches because if you know i can't do this but i know over here right you can go and you can do this um
1: yeah we should we should deal with that a little bit too mm -hmm. like we need to be able to work together Mm -hmm. you know like uh work with other members of other churches right in order to accomplish Mm -hmm. these tasks and i know sometimes that could be difficult because Mm -hmm. if they have different um theological beliefs or whatever but sometimes, you know, love comes, covers a multitude of sins, you right. know. Uh. <laughs> you might not want to say that when you approach them. <laughs> you have a no. lot of
2: sin in your theology, but we'd like to uh, <laughs> work, with, work with you anyway. No. No, certain yeah, things, you know, obviously... Like we have to lay aside, Yeah, you know, in if if order they to have a, accomplish the task. Right. Mm-hmm. If anyway. they have the gospel,
1: the true gospel... The true gospel. Right. Then, yeah, we're not talking about the unsaved. We're not right. talking about, like, yeah. false churches. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, right. we're talking about, like, true churches who truly believe that uh, Christ truly is Lord right, right. you know um, that have a real gospel we're not mm-hmm. talking about the wealth prosperity gospel people because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Paul says that the, anyone who preaches another gospel is anathema right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so um, we're talking about churches who just have different theological leanings mm-hmm. than you might have um, a lot of times, especially in terms of working. In a community or, you know, mm-hmm. ministering to the needs of, of, of people, we have to be able to look at them as our brothers or sisters in Christ right. and, um, and be able to work with them, mm-hmm. you know, and come to an understanding with them, you know, right. because Paul tells us over and over and over again in his epistles to mm-hmm. be united, right. you know, we have to, we're being built up in a bond of mm-hmm. love and unity. You yeah. know that's and lot, and we just have to be big men you know right. we we uh-huh. can't we can't let little things um not even little things I shouldn't say that a good example uh is John calvin you know uh he got together with the he tried to get the lutherans the Anglicans, he tried mm-hmm. to get everybody together to work together uh because they were all being persecuted mm-hmm. you know by the Roman Catholic Church, they were all right. being um pursued, and he, he he vehemently disagreed with uh, the Lutherans is on major doctrines. It's like, mm-hmm. For instance, a, a big one would be their view of the Lord's Supper and what happens during mm-hmm. the Lord's Supper, you know, like the uh, Lutheran position is consubstantiation, mm-hmm. you know, which is um, more or less, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this anyway <laughs> already. If there's any Lutherans out there, please don't be mad at me. But um, it's more or less transubstantiation, you know, just with different semantics.
2: But uh, but you can send your hate mail to <laughs> <Brown and Covenant laughs> Podcast at gmail dot com. But but he had he had
1: serious disagreements with them. and Lutherans had serious disagreements, but he still sought to work with them. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's 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 big. Yeah. You know, and that was a big doctrine. But um. But he did everything that he could to preserve the unity of the uh, new Protestant churches, right. you know. And he worked as tried to work as a peacemaker mm. between all the different groups that were forming, mm. you know. Minus, of course, the Anabaptists. Nobody liked them. Uh, but uh, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. yeah, but uh, but even still, um, so that, so it should be our task to be peacemakers, right. you know, as Christ called us. To, uh, to be blessed are the peacemakers, mm-hmm. right? So we do need to be uh, those those peacemakers. And we can work with people that we do have disagreements with. Right. You know, Absolutely. That's, that's more or less what I was trying to say right. in a nutshell. Gotcha. <laughs> but, uh, yep.
0: So, yeah, so he was talking about the task force in the church, um, and one of their jobs was also helping equip the families, keeping people informed, letting people know what's going on, you know, the things you want to do, the things you're doing, the right. needs, that, you know, resources that they might have and different things like that. So keeping all that organized. That's vital. Then the next step was... That's
2: one of the spiritual gifts, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Administration. administration right. That's yeah. vital, mm-hmm. vital yep. to the church. Yep. Absolutely.
0: And then the next one was building a, a coalition of churches. Mm-hmm. You know, the churches in your community, reaching out to them to come together to help address this need or these needs for the community. Like, you know, basically what Lawrence was just talking about, you know, working together to this common goal, Mm. you know, which is the responsibility of the church. Um, Mm -hmm. And also to build more resources and grow more resources. Obviously, the more people you have, like we said, the more resources you have, the more workers you have, Mm -hmm. you know, and you could cover many hands, make light work.
2: That's right. That's right. (laughs)
0: That's correct. (laughs) All right. Okay. And when you build the the coalition of churches, also makes the ability for joint projects. uh Um, You know, basically all the stuff that we've spoken about already. You know, if somebody's already doing something, you know what they're doing, so you can fill in where they. Aren't doing something, or they can't meet a need for something, or if you're doing something, you can send them there because they can fulfill the need um, for that. You could also create referral lists. You know, when you contact the different services within your community, you know, make a list of those things, Mm -hmm. make a list of what's already being provided so you can send people there if you need them. (laughs) Smooth, Um, but also when you do that you know find out what it takes to to get involved the things you know if it's if it's a program what are the different requirements for it you know you have to have all the information for these places if you're going to send somebody that way you know well you got to do this you got to do that or if you fit the criteria for whatever it is Mm -hmm. um you know that they're looking for any requirements to enter this or for them to help you and different things like that so it all kind of goes back to the original one where it's just you have to know the community you have to know what's being done you you have to know what resources are out there what's available what you can do Um, so with that we're going to take another quick break and we'll be back <laughs> that's a good song man. <laughs> Our intro music is so good
1: Ain't yeah. nothing wrong with that yeah. well, I gotta <laughs> say
0: that's one thing we do uh, really well We pick some good music A very diverse uh, diverse, right. diverse collection Of music yeah. If
1: you like that song That's Ain't Nothing Wrong With That By <laughs> the
0: Robert Randolph and the family, family. That's a good song
1: right
0: <laughs> So we're jumping back into this conversation on biblical charity. So we just went through, um, pulling resources and, well, wow, that was my segment. and I just completely went blank. Oh, <laughs> did you get it? <laughs> identifying identifying it. needs, yeah, Div- yeah, discovering yeah. and identifying needs. Nice. Very and good. Resources. Yep. So now we're going to go into the next two
1: chapters of the book. Yep. Um, It's the bootstrap Bootstrap ethic and what he calls loaves and fishes. Uh, The bootstrap ethic is pretty basic, very straightforward. Mm -hmm. Um, The idea in terms of biblical charity is not so much that we make people dependent upon us, but we make them self-sufficient. Our our goal is to lead them out of dependency, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. They need to be dependent upon God and God alone for their sustenance, and God has given every single human being um, the ability or talent to do mm-hmm. something, whatever it might be. It doesn't. It doesn't matter, you right. know mm-hmm. what it is. But, um, but yeah, there's a biblical principle that needs to be adhered to in terms right. of biblical charity that we really haven't covered as of yet, mm-hmm. but it is vitally important. There is the deserving poor and the undeserving poor. Mm.
3: Mm.
1: Paul clearly tells us in 2 uh, Thessalonians, in particular, 3.10, it's one of my wife's favorite verses. Uh, <laughs> she, she, always, she always says that, it really is. now because my wife is um, comes from a very large family. Uh, her, her mother is one of 17. She has countless cousins and whatnot. And so in that group, you have some who work hard and in others you have, uh, people who just expect a handout and that's just, you know, Mm. how it goes. And, um, so she knows all too well, uh, what that verse means. And it says, if you don't work, you don't eat. Mm. And that's a principle that Mm. might sound harsh, Mm. but, but in truth it is biblical. I mean, obviously Paul says it, we have to work. And, Mm. uh, Paul also says that if you don't provide for your family, mm. you know, you are worse than an infidel, mm. an unbeliever. Um, so, Christian men need to be working, right. providing for their families mm-hmm. to the best of their ability. And sometimes I know they can't, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. our job then mm-hmm. to equip people right. and help them get on that path, allow them mm-hmm. to become self-sufficient. You know, Some people steal, right? If they're poor, they steal. Well, what does Paul say again in Ephesians? He says, let those who steal, steal no longer, Uh but let them labor with their hands so Uh that they might be able to give to those who have need. Uh See, it's a cycle, it's it's how it goes. Um, God equips us with the abilities that that we have to work, and then we help others Uh move uh, into that sphere as well, being able to take care of themselves. And so uh, the purpose of biblical charity is to foster, as George Grant puts it, self-help. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it was a lot of times we do not want to think of self-help, mm-hmm. but we do in a sense have to be, res- I mean, we are responsible for ourselves and for our own, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so it is our goal then, as we give to others, mm-hmm. it has to be done in a manner that moves people towards independence right Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and there's simple things that we can do to do that and there's simple ways that we can determine who are the deserving poor and who are the undeserving poor because a lot of times if you have like let's say you have a food pantry right Mm -hmm. people show up for for uh, their bread or whatever it is and they'll go off on their merry way because we'll just hand it to them without asking questions or without having to do anything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so uh the ministry that that George Grant's church developed was one of work, uh, whatever needed to be done, let's say around the church mm-hmm. or around the community. Uh, um, when people showed up, they put they gave them a task to accomplish. Right. Mm. And then when they finished that task, they sent them home with a bag of groceries. Right. See, so they've worked for what they've done, mm-hmm. you know. And it might not even be something around the church. Let's right. say you don't have a church building, you don't have a church property. Let's say you're a family, right? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's something around your own house, your own home, or even better yet, something within the community. You know, mm-hmm. let's say there's trash on the street, you know, like mm-hmm. a, do like a little community service project. Mm-hmm. Let's say uh, you put out a bulletin, you, you you set it out that, you know, yeah, you have a food pantry going mm-hmm. and to receive food, meet at this time mm-hmm. in this in this place. -hmm. And uh, at this at this spot, and then give everybody some garbage bags and go around with them and help them and uh, show them pick up some trash in the area, Mm -hmm. and then uh, once it's accomplished, send everybody home with a bag of food, and then Mm -hmm. uh, or you know something very simple that can be done, Mm -hmm. Um, it could be anything really, Mm -hmm. and and even better still if you do know needs Mm -hmm. because Paul does also speak about. the deserving widows, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's also the undeserving widows.
2: Right.
1: And he says, he gives very strict guidelines in Timothy as to who is supposed to receive aid and who is not. Mm -hmm. Well, let's say you have Mrs. Jones down the street and she's a widow. She doesn't have anybody. Her house is in disrepair. Mm -hmm. She needs her grass cut. She needs, you know, she's got holes in her Mm -hmm. walls. She needs some, you know, some patches done. Whatever it is, you know, uh, have the group... Of people who need aid, go over there and you could teach them if you have this skill, if you have the ability, Mm -hmm. teach them how to do a little bit of um, landscaping, teach them how to do a little bit of, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, handyman work within the home, like, you know, whatever it is, uh, show them, allow them to learn a skill where they can become self sufficient. Mm -hmm. And then once, and, and the community itself is better, Mrs. Jones then is taken care of. They're learning a skill, okay. and needs are being met all right. at the same, same time. time. Right. You know, so uh, this is what um, George Grant calls the bootstrap ethic. Yeah. You know, pulling self, pulling oneself up by their own bootstraps. But all this comes from the hand of God, mind you. You know, yeah. we're not saying, and George Grant is not saying that it is uh, our own power and our own might. That I mean. gives us these blessings. No, this this ability comes from God, but God demands that we work. That's right. the purpose that God has made man for. Right. We've shunned work um, mm. as sinful and fallen creatures. We think work is part of the curse. No, work is the reason that God made Adam. Adam, mm-hmm. and he put a, God, he put Adam. God put Adam in the garden to work, right? right? To mm-hmm. keep and to guard it. To keep and or, I'm sorry. Tend- to keep and to tend it, right? To guard and to um, uh, nurture it. And so, and so, no work is a blessing from God. You know, God works, right? I mean, what did Jesus say? My father, you know, I, I, my father's working until now, and I am working. Right. You know, so, so we we are made in His image, and and work coming from the hand of God is is good.
2: <laughs> Bring it closer to the microphone, man. It right? <laughs> sounds like a commercial over there. Seriously. <laughs>
1: So, I and mean, that's what one thing you can enjoy at the end of a hard day's work is a nice tall cool glass of beer but uh, <laughs> only Guinness though yeah, uh, pouring his, uh, his beer over there uh, just sound, it sounded delicious <laughs> 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 but um but anyways so uh George Grant goes on and talks about how we are able then um and it well How we have to uh, not just give people things, Mm -hmm. you know, what not just meet people's um, immediate needs. We Mm -hmm. do do that, yes. Mm -hmm. But when we just keep giving people food, when we just keep giving people aid, they then become dependent upon us, right? right?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that becomes your new job. It's just.
1: Exactly, mm-hmm. and and then they, we're not God. We don't. Mm-hmm. We we're not able to supply everyone's needs. You know, right. mm-hmm. God has given us the ability, uh, and when I say us, I mean men, the mm-hmm. ability to labor. Mm-hmm. You know, and even if people are hurt or uh, infirm, there's something that they can do. You know, if right. it's just stuffing envelopes or mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I mean, granted, there are certain people who can't work. Mm-hmm. You know, who are just unable to, right. and right. those are the people that you know we have to take care of.
3: Right.
1: But if you're able bodied, mm-hmm. even in in a, a even if you're limited, mm-hmm. if you can stuff envelopes, you can stuff envelopes. You know right. what I mean? If you if you but every able bodied person mm-hmm. ought to be able to right, work somewhere. Look at Ruth. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. This is the principle of gleaning. The, the book is called Bringing in the Sheaves. Right. Biblical charity is the 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 example of biblical charity is the principle of gleaning, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Loving your neighbor was not, uh, in in terms of biblical law, was not, as you uh, harvested your field, not picking up the leavings and not harvesting right to the edges of your field, leaving that for the poor to come in and pick it up. You know, okay. allowing the stranger and sojourner, the poor, whoever it is, to come in and gather what you left behind. Right, right. right? But that's still hard and backbreaking work. Yeah, it was, you know? right, yeah. You know, and it was dangerous work at the same time. And you look at uh, because of sin, of course. Yeah. But you look at Ruth. Like you know, Boaz protected her. Right. Um, but but it, but still, the the principle is the same.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know. So the we should take our example from from uh Mm -hmm. the the book of ruth in that we provide a safe environment for these people to come in and do these things Mm -hmm. and um but they do need still to work for it you know men women children whatever it is yeah um
2: i mean that's 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 what you see you know george grant would often say in the book um you know, not to give a hand out, but to give a hand. Right. You know, you're facilitating right. this. And right. and gleaning, uh, it truly is like at the core of biblical charity where you're facilitating help to these people. Right. And you have this understanding, like it was an agricultural society, so here they'd have their crops, and he said, you know, don't take up every last little bit. Let the, the poor and the sojourner, like you were saying, come in and glean. So... And there's this understanding: God has given me this yield. God has given me this abundance, and so I'm going to honor Him with that. I'm going to, out of the surplus that's there, not everything that I need, I'm going to help uh, provide for people. But still, with the biblical understanding, like you said, like you have to work for it. If man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. Um, and it also ties in, you know, when I we talked. Uh, on our last episode, we talked about um, equipping families and the importance of family because family is personal. Uh, the government, you know, if you apply for it, they'll cut mm. you a check they'll do whatever, mm. and that's what they call helping. But if it goes against scriptural standards, it's not mm. helping. It's hurting. Yeah. And a family can know, is this person able-bodied? Are they mm. taking advantage of the system? Right. You know, there's accountability right. there exactly. that the government can't right. provide. So – you get to prevent that waste. If, if there's a, a man there and he's able to work and he's just looking for that handout, right. you say, no, we have some work for you, though. If you want to work, we can we can provide you mm-hmm. with the food that you need for right. you, for your family. Right. If they're not willing to work, then Scripture is clear. You tell them to take a hike. Right. <laughs> you and don't help don't them out.
1: Right, yeah. exactly. So. And that's the difference between the deserving poor and the undeserving exactly poor. Exactly right. Yeah. You know, and that's a way to weed out those you know hangers-on, uh-huh. those right. those people who are only looking for a handout, right. you know. But um, I'm going to read a couple quotes because I think they are, uh, they sum it up very well, what, what uh, George Graham was talking about here. He, he cites at the beginning of the chapter um, the historian of the Charity Organization Society from England. And speaking of the society, uh, the man's name was Charles Locke Moat and uh, Moat said of the society, it embodied an idea of charity which claimed to reconcile the divisions in society, to remove poverty, and to produce a happy, self-reliant community. It believed that the most serious aspect of poverty was the degradation of the character of the poor man or woman. Indiscriminate charity only made things worse. It demoralized. True charity demanded friendship, thought, the sort of help that would restore a man's self-respect and his ability to support himself and his family. True charity demanded gainful employment. Hmm. That's a wonderful quote. And it is our task then to move people towards gainful employment. Mm -hmm. So while we're going out and like we do the work or whatever, where we take care of Mrs. Jones or, or whatever it is, you know, like if she needs the landscaping, they're learning how to do landscaping. If like right. mm-hmm. they, you know, hand you right. like plumbing, let's say she has a leaky faucet, you're mm-hmm. teaching them basic skills. Sure, they can go out and they can use in the uh, real world mm-hmm. for employment. You mm-hmm. know, uh, whatever the situation is in the community that you're in, mm-hmm. you're able then to teach them how that they how they can provide for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the. Um, And uh, in this chapter, George Grant goes through, um, really, uh, he has five basic principles of what what we're to teach, really. Uh, First first and foremost, he says, uh, the poor, like all other men, must be instructed in the life-transforming tenets of the gospel of grace. And we know everything that we do is rooted and founded in the gospel. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing that people need. You know, and it truly is life-transforming. Um, it creates... Well, we spoke about this, uh, I believe, on Sunday, right? Uh, so for us, it would be yesterday. But, um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but for, for you, it'll be two or three weeks later. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. But well, we, we were having a conversation about uh, the scope of the gospel mm. and how yeah. grand and how large it is. Right. Uh, the ministry of reconciliation, yeah. how Christ re- is reconciling all things to himself, uh, things in heaven and things on earth. And if you read the curse, uh, in Genesis three, one thing that God curse is the earth on our behalf, that it, uh, will not cooperate with us any longer, but Christ through that ministry of reconciliation, um, is in the process of making all things new, in the process of reversing that curse. And so um, even the labor of our hands mm-hmm. is a part of that ministry, no matter what it is. and And it has a gospel focus, no matter what it is that you're doing, mm-hmm. down to mowing your lawn or washing the dishes, mm-hmm. you know, right. because... God is, in Christ, reconciling all things to himself. We'll talk about that in another podcast because, I mean, that is such a huge, vast, vast topic. And it's uh, a great topic. It really is. But um, suffice that to say that everything we do is centered on the kingdom of God and the gospel.
2: Hmm. And
1: then the second principle, the poor must be taught, is the biblical uh, principle of personal finances, you know the the dangers of debt. You know uh, the borrower is a slave of the lender. Yeah. You know how to Man, manage yep. money. You know good stewardship. Right. We are to be good stewards of everything that God has given to us. You know, and they need to be taught those principles. Uh, the principles of budgeting, um, saving, uh, coast like you know how dangerous it is this to to do co-signing, like mm-hmm. when to do it, when not to do it. Right. You know, just basic principles of economics, of personal mm-hmm. economics. You know, right. um. Teaching people how to be better stewards of the things that God has given them. Uh, third, uh, the poor must be taught biblical principles of providence, and that means like teaching people how to prepare for the future, mm-hmm. for their families. You know, uh, laying up um, an inheritance. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 the long term vision. But in the immediate, even um, if you read Proverbs thirty one, you read about how the uh, industrious and good wife uh, isn't afraid of the winter that's coming on because Mm -hmm. she knows her family is well provided for. Mm -hmm. We teach people those principles, how Mm -hmm. to provide for their families um, and prepare for need, Mm -hmm. you know, those sorts of things. Uh, He has a great quote here, and this is very Mm -hmm. true. If we fail to plan, we've uh, planned to fail. You know, so we have to have contingency plans, Mm -hmm. and we teach people those things. Uh, Fourth, the poor must be taught scriptural principles of health and hygiene as um, even simple things like that, Mm -hmm. how to just take care of oneself, you know, how important that is. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, just cleanliness and diet and rest. I mean, we are made... uh, not what 's see what 's the right word we don 't have an infinite amount of um, energy we are not we 're not infinite, we are finite creatures, and so God gave us the Sabbath to teach us that right. we are finite, we are not God we can 't go all day every day, you know but God has given us as a as a joy the um, the Sabbath, and so that rest is vitally important and part of health and hygiene um and the last principle in this was the poor must be taught the godly concept of industry and also craftsmanship not only should they learn about the work ethic they should learn how to implement it he says uh and he quotes a very good old hebrew proverb he who does not teach his son a trade teaches him to steal (laughs) that's a great great uh a proverb so it is our task then to teach people how uh to implement the work ethic that we're trying to instill in them and that goes back to like what we were saying if and when you're taking when you're taking care of the community mm-hmm. you know when you're doing certain things you're teaching them a trade right. as well right mm-hmm. so um and from there they could start a small family business right. or or Whatever it is, and it's
0: things that they could pass on to their kids. Exactly. You know yeah. the trade, whatever they learned.
1: Mm-hmm. That's exactly correct. Yep. And then, um, and that 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 pretty much sums up the bootstrap ethic. Really, there's really uh, not not much more uh, to say about that in terms of uh, summary. But
2: I like how he says it. You know, transforming yeah. poverty into productivity. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the idea. Right. Wanna,
1: mm-hmm. Yep. Indeed. That's that's our goal. That's biblical charity is transforming poverty into productivity. That's a that's a great summation of that. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about in the next chapter what he what he calls um, loaves and fishes. And I'll sum, summarize this one very briefly because it's it's pretty simple. It's it's basically about the gleaner model, right? Mm. Uh, the greener model is simple. He says – I'm just going to read a, a quick quote. The greener model is simple. There is no red tape. There are no uh, bureaucratic hassles. There are no lines to wait in or forms to fill out. It, mm-hmm. it, it's really um, – if the applicant works, he eats. Mm-hmm. You know, And he gives us ways that we can uh, um, provide – Basic meals for them, meeting, meeting immediate needs, feeding them. That's, that's pretty much how this is, what this chapter is about. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you one example. He calls it the Brown Bag Project. And uh, in it, well, because a lot of times if you start a food pantry, it's hard to know what to get. You just say, oh, yeah, we're starting a food pantry, and, and we need people to donate. And they start donating all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times... Um, you might have too much of one thing, not enough of another, mm-hmm. and, and, or whatever. Not it might be. not a
2: Balanced diet when you get it all together. Exactly.
1: Right. Exactly. So, so one suggestion that he he had was uh, again the brown bag project. It solves the problem of stocking, storing, and inventorying. It solves the problem of uh, nutritional balancing, like you just said, Chris, and uh, equitable distribution. Hmm. And so, y- you basically print up several you know, hundred is this how he puts it, put up several hundred small labels with lists of items necessary for a balanced diet for a family of four or five uh, uh for a family of I'm sorry, for a family of four over a four to five day span mm. and then he gives a list of some certain foods that, that would be part of that. And then basically with that list people would go out and fill a brown paper bag mm-hmm. from the grocery store or wherever it would be with those goods. Right. And that one bag would go to a family mm-hmm. after they've fulfilled, you know, whatever task it is that mm-hmm. you've given to them, mm-hmm. you know. So that way you're meeting their immediate needs. Right. And still at the same time you're teaching them, uh, discipling them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what really the, all this is all about. Not only meeting needs, but but also discipling, you know, mm-hmm. teaching everyone to obey all the commandments that christ has given to us and and yeah there are definitely sometimes there look if somebody's starving you're not going to withhold food from them you're going to feed them of course you know what i mean or somebody's naked you're not going to be like all right well you know dig this ditch and i'll give you some clothes you know (laughs) know, it's you know you know we're going to meet those immediate needs of course Mm -hmm. of course but just this is uh, just in general, mm-hmm. now, these are general principles here, so um, so basically, in summary, you know it's, it's very simple The hungry need food mm-hmm. and and uh, you know and so in response to this need, um, it is our task then to uh, allow people to teach people to provide for themselves mm-hmm. and then while we do try to provide uh for them in the Im- in the here and now in the immediate mm-hmm. uh instance in the short term that is the the aim should be um long term it should right. be getting them on their feet mm-hmm. you know so so that's that's really what we what we're aiming for and uh that that's a, that's pretty stuff. you know good summation of that yeah. but yeah. uh I think we're going to take a break now, finish up that section, and when we come back, we'll uh, finish up.
0: Series on biblical charity up, so we're going to move into the next section on no room at the end. No
2: room at the end.
0: No room and at the end. Go with what you got.
2: Those are my chapters to focus on, and they're, they're sort of wrapping up the uh, the approach to biblical charity. Uh, obviously, you might have figured out by no room at the end that uh, that chapter has to do with hospitality and actually housing people and making sure people have a a roof over their heads. So, I mean, he starts off the chapter talking about eviction and how it used to be just like, you know, lazy tenants, people don't want to pay and stuff, Mm -hmm. but it got to be, due to economic situations, people who were normally very responsible were just out out on their luck. Mm -hmm. And so, again, uh, Dr. Grant is constantly... Constantly referring to scripture. Mm. And so uh, one of the key verses he brings up is in Deuteronomy 10, uh, verses 18 and 19. Talking about the Lord God. He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. Love the sojourner, therefore, for you are sojourners in the land of Egypt. He commands us to have love for those people who are in need. Because he has love for them. Um, He has love for those who are... Uh, specifically, um, you know they're they're desperate, they're destitute, and we should understand that and, and have that same love. So our obligation to the homeless and the displaced is uh, it's indisputable. It's it's clearly scriptural. And so, how do we love the homeless? Well, I mean, you provide for their needs, right? You you make sure that they're not without a home. Uh, and so, in the chapter, he talks about open hearts, open homes, and right. the the key point is, and he says, you know, almost any middle class family in America can find room somewhere for temporary housing that is placed. And, you know, time limits, house rules, accountability structures must be clearly precisely laid out in order to protect privacy and sanity. But when all is understood, hospitality is a beautiful expression of biblical charity. Mm-hmm. And I was actually really looking forward to this and I um because this is actually something close to your heart. Close mm-hmm. to my heart, yeah, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um because I, I often tell people, yeah, you know, I work two jobs and everything like that. I'm like, I don't have money to give people. Like I'd love to just give you money and help you out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but if you need a place to stay, I got I got some room for you. I can bring right. you into the house, you right. know. Um and it, it truly is. It, when you see that played out, uh, mm, right. it, it's beautiful. Yeah. Right. And um, actually, I know both of you guys have had opportunities to mm. express hospitality in that same way. No, play. it's a real
1: blessing. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like not blowing our own horns here. you know. No, I know not at all. I know you, Chris. You do. I mean, right now you even have a young lady in, uh, living with you. Um, With my family With my family family. I I bet he does I don't (laughs) know Let me uh, Like an adopted uh, daughter Yeah like an adopted daughter Yeah no And Mm -hmm. she's You know She's a blessing Yeah she is I mean you're blessed She's blessed Mm -hmm. You know I've You took me in Mm -hmm. You know Like uh, When my wife and I Were buying our home uh, There was a Time period Where we didn't The place that we were Renting from We had to be out Mm -hmm. Right and the home didn't close as quickly as we would have liked. So, mm, yeah. so for, uh, just over a week, you know, like we were homeless <laughs> and Warren, you took, you took us in. Um, and I know you were engaged in that. Uh, I gained a more brother
0: than... from that. When, yeah. when we were teenagers, we mm-hmm. took somebody in, somebody I didn't, even, I met him like twice mm. and, uh, he didn't have a place to stay. So we were like, you come to my house, you know, we brought him in and we sat down and talked to him and. Never left. <laughs> right. right. Well, I mean, he, you know, as we grew, he, you know, he went on and did it. But I gained a brother. He's my brother. We actually work together now. I mean, we see each other all the time. He's still, uh, well, he's staying with my mom, helping take care of her and stuff like that. So, see, I mean, it's yeah. a beautiful thing. I mean,
2: how long have you been in this house?
1: Since June
2: Since And you've June, already had, we've had At least two, three people three. That I can think of Three, yeah We have yeah. three, three. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah We had one And he he ended up leaving He went back home Lived with his parents And then We took in another Another guy From um, Connecticut And then we just took in uh, Krista's cousin Who was in a very bad situation Right mm-hmm. You know My wife's cousin uh, She was in a very uh, in a, Not good place mm-hmm. So so he's living with us now too, and we're helping him get on his feet as well. You know, so I mean, you know, biblical charities—it's—it's—it involves hospitality. You know, yeah, yeah. doing doing things that mm-hmm. you know you put yourself out for people, and mm-hmm. not saying like again, we're not like tooting our own horns or anything like that. But, but it's—it's it's a reality, and we are blessed. I mean, mm-hmm. it 's is a blessing for us. Yeah, really. You know, is. like it really, really is. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the people that we've got to um, to to help, and it, 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 a lot of times. It uh, feels like they're blessing us more, mm-hmm. you know, than, than right. we are uh, them. So it's, it's, this is something that all of us can do. And as a matter of fact, personally speaking, I know my wife is, is, um, she lives for this. Mm-hmm. She wants to take in the world. Yeah. You know, this is the reason she wanted to buy a house was so right. that she could help more people. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's just her heart. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's a heart that God has given her. He's right. given her uh, a servant's heart, and it's a mm-hmm. beautiful thing. And it, and I I slowly try to keep up with her. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they encourage us. They, uh, they push you, us yeah. to be better men. It's, it's push true. us indeed. Yeah, it really is. And so. Um, but I have to say, in truth, though, I am truly blessed,
3: oh,
2: yeah. you
1: know. And uh, 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 in the book, in in George Grant's book, he quotes um, Charles Spurgeon. I mean, everybody has to quote Spurgeon, at of least course, once, if you're
2: a Christian. Oh, right. <laughs> and but, he does a number of times. But does yeah. it well? It's some great mm-hmm. quotes. He
1: does, and and I don't have the quote directly in front of me right now, uh, but I'm going to paraphrase. And George Grant, uh, uh, well, the quote that George Grant uses mm-hmm. from Spurgeon basically says, if you have, if God has given you, um, given you goods, given you things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, then clearly he's given them to you to bless others, right. you know, mm-hmm. who are we to take what God mm-hmm. has given us and just right. use it yeah. selfishly. You know, we, it, it, the, the, he tells us in his word that he blesses us so that right. we might be a blessing, yeah. you know? And so, um again as a paraphrase but uh but but it but when we do that it, when 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 uh, when Paul quotes Christ saying it's better to give than to receive it truly is and mm-hmm. that includes uh the ho- hospitality like right. taking people in mm-hmm. yeah.
2: yeah and i mean and that's you know when we say that um, there is caution with that. I, I'm not telling right. you. Just, hey, the n- nearest wino at your, you know, your local gas <laughs> right, station. Right, bring right. him home. You no. Be wise. You have to be wise. You have to be careful. Like the young lady, uh, uh, lovely young lady, Maria. And again, I, I, I refer to her basically as an adopted daughter. That's kind oh, of yeah, how I like, view her. I, mean, I, I
1: see her as like a little sister. Like, yeah. You know, I love her. Joelle's, yeah, Joelle's
2: been a mentor to her for years. And then, you know, with her family situation being what it was, it was just like, like, Come live with us. You know, I'm going to treat you like I treat my daughters. And so mm-hmm. try to give her counsel and wisdom and, mm-hmm. you know, Amen. but there's also some house rules. Like there's going to be expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tell her, like, you know, I tell my daughters, like, you're here, you're part of the family now. I'm not going to be kicking you out. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's it's an opportunity to disciple uh, and I know you also had that opportunity, uh, Lawrence and I appreciate it. Cause like here for me, I'm bringing a young lady into a house with, I already have five women in my house. I have yeah. my wife, I have four daughters. So right. bring another girl in and your two lady dogs. And the two lady dogs, <laughs> 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 and just females all over the place. It's like two zebra finches. One of them's a boy. We don't talk. So it's, uh, it's rough. No, it's, but that's, you know, this is how uh, God has ordained it. And it's, it's worked out. Yeah. But, um, it's easy for me to bring in a young lady cuz i have mm-hmm. girls and you know for you and you like you're you're, mm-hmm. you're married and mm-hmm. you're bringing a young man mm-hmm. but you had rules like we're going to have some boundaries here some guidelines and right right and going about that, that mm-hmm. there's wisdom there you're protecting your wife but you're mm-hmm. also being able to help you know the the young man and it's an opportunity to disciple it's an opportunity mm-hmm. to, to pour into that relationship, so it's right. it really is. Uh, we have the room, and and that's and it's also the example I'm trying to set for my girls is that, you know, and it's the the requirement for widows to be put on the rolls. They show hospitality. They're washing right. things. It's part, supposed to be part and parcel of the Christian life. Are we exactly. doing that? Um, mm. And today in America, when everything's like institutionalized, like oh, well, someone needs. If they're homeless, they need mm-hmm. to go to a shelter or something like that. We don't, we don't actually take people in. That's, mm-hmm. that's crazy. It could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes living for Christ can be dangerous. I'm, you mm-hmm. have to be wise about right. it. Like we said, mm-hmm. I'm not asking you just bringing anyone off the street and just say, oh yeah, right. have at it. No, <laughs> mm-hmm. be wise. And set
1: those rules. Those rules are right. very important. Yeah. I know, mean, he mentions that right away,
2: but when it's yeah. all understood, it is a really, truly beautiful expression of, yeah. uh, of biblical charity, uh, moving on from that, because I could, I could actually talk about that for a long time, and so only for the sake of time right <laughs> cut it short. He also mentioned about creative lease agreements, and we've already talked about the church facilitating things and coordinating mm. things, right. and now if you have this ministry and, and the families of the church are working together, and you have your deacons and they're sort of organizing, mm. you know, a church can approach, you know, maybe a uh, apartment complex. Is there's someone who needs help, you mm. know, they have a family and they need a place to stay, mm. but, you know, it's like, well, you need your first month rent, you need a Security deposit that's right. two months right? right and you need to lay out a few thousand dollars just mm-hmm. to get into a place. I'm like, if I had that, I wouldn't need your place, you know. <laughs> 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 but um what they suggested as a church and what they've seen work before is I mean, landlords sometimes have a problem filling up their complexes with mm-hmm. people, and if they can work out something with the church, we're like, Listen, we're working with these people, mm-hmm. they're willing to do some work around your complex. To pay for their security deposit, to pay for their first month rent. And now here you're – again, this is not a handout, but it's a hand. You're helping – it's the gleaning principle. You're helping facilitate Mm -hmm. them to provide for themselves. Listen, we want to live here. We're willing to work and and bring benefit to you Mm -hmm. and – now you have someone who's actually here and, and eventually they'll be able to start paying. Mm-hmm. Right. But they're also providing you what you need where you mm-hmm. might be having to pay maintenance workers to come in or handyman to come in.
1: Right, right. So It's, it's mutually beneficial. Mutually mm-hmm.
2: beneficial. It's not a drain on the economy. It's following the gleaning principle and it's flexible. It's decentralized. You, know, you don't have to worry about getting the government involved. You can mm-hmm. do these things together for the glory of God to the help of all those involved. So that's... That's the idea of hospitality. That's the idea of uh, applying the gleaning principle to housing. Uh, and again, he, he mentions precautions at, at, at the end of these chapters, too, because you have to be careful. You don't want to uh, do anything that's going to endanger anyone. you got to be right. careful about your families. You've got to be protecting them. Don't leave them Absolutely. out there. Uh, you have to have rules. You can't give an inch on those rules. When right. you set them down, they're biblical. You keep them as safeguards. Don't mm-hmm. uh, don't set them aside because consequences will come. Uh, so protect the families. Keep records. Uh, you don't want to provoke dependence. You want to make sure that um, mm. you're moving them towards, you know, poverty to productivity. Exactly. You don't want them to just be always looking for that handout. Like they mm. they need you to provide for them for the rest of their lives. Right. That's not helping them. You want to eventually wean them from the relief right. to being able to stand on mm. their own and right. you know hold themselves up by the bootstraps and not mm. not apart from the understanding of the gospel and that God provides right. all this, mm. but in light of it. Right, and so that's that's basically a very quick summary of uh, room no room at the end, and I love that chapter because I've seen it played out, and it is beautiful. And mm-hmm. it's funny because you know it says any any family in middle uh, middle class America should be able to do this, mm-hmm. and it's funny because normally you see people who actually have less that they wouldn't even mm-hmm. count as middle class, they're right. poverty, and that's like part and parcel of their life. I know people they don't uh-huh. have anything, and yet they'll share it. I remember like a guy like. I would give him rides everywhere, mm. and he got some money. He's like, "Hey, I just want to give you some money for some gas or whatever." I'm like, "That's like your money, man. Just hold on to it." But, mm. like, they have a better idea of being generous. Mm, um, right. You know, people who have nothing and no room, mm. they're bringing people into their homes. Right, and just find a corner, man, because they just they know the importance right. of it. And they're and sometimes they can teach us a lesson. You know, you think about the Macedonians. You know, Paul's sure. like, they have nothing, and they begged us to be part of the, the, the relief mm-hmm. effort for those who were in Jerusalem and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that idea that we need to embrace. God gives us this. We need to right. give it out.
1: And, uh, I mean, in Hebrews, we mm-hmm. we spoke about it a little bit in uh, when we're talking about immigration, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of hospitality. Right. But uh, in Hebrews, it says... That we're to be hospitable because sometimes you entertain angels unawares, right, you know. Right. You don't exactly. know.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, so, so we hospitality is a huge part of the Christian life, you know. Taking people in, um,
0: clothing them, feeding them, you know. Yeah. Right. No, it is. I mean, I think back to, you know, like I said, I gained a brother through you know when I was a teenager. We took my brother in. I mean, I refer to him as my brother because to me, he's my brother. But sure. um, he was just—we had a mutual friend, and you know, when we brought him into the house, we became friends. He actually, well, no, no, keep going. I'm sorry. I he didn't... actually got saved living with us. That's And all then he see. actually, That's exactly. And then he wound up leaving, and you know, going and living his life. And then when my dad passed away, I was living with my mom and taking care of my mom. And then when I got married, and we got our own house. He actually moved into the house that my mom was living in and living in the apartment to help, you know, cover the expenses of the house. And he stays there now and he takes care of her. And one of the things that had the biggest impact on him was the way we treated him when he lived with us. Because, you know, basically from day one that he was there, you're part of the family now. Like you're here. You know, yeah, there's rules. There's responsibilities there's accountability and stuff. But you're family. We're going to treat you just like, Mm -hmm. you know. You were always here, right. and that was the one of the things he even talks about now that had the biggest impact on him and what this does too
1: like you that's what you just brought up was perfect see he was saved while he uh, was under your your parents' roof you know your mother's roof, but it gives people the opportunity to see a covenant family in action you know it gets peop gives people the opportunity to see what it looks like to to um experience Mm -hmm. a christian household and they get to see the difference Mm -hmm. you know and they get to see it up close and personal there's that personal um face-to-face interaction Mm -hmm. day in and day out where they see what it means to be a christian Mm -hmm. and what it means to be in a christian household
0: and now he's like he'll help anybody (laughs) you know he just has that that heart to do that you know
2: that's 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 exactly what we're talking about that's that's what you want to see, and that's a, you see how God blesses mm-hmm. you know when you honor him you, you you follow his principles, and of course that's not might not be the case in every time I, mean, right. I know people who you know brought people in and mm-hmm. just didn't work out that way, but still you you glorified God by what you were doing you know people are not going to be able to talk bad about you either. even mm-hmm. the enemies you know they're going to see your good works and they still have right. to give honor to your, your father in mm-hmm. heaven um, amen. Yeah, so it's it's beautiful. So I mean again, get the book. It's free. <laughs> right? Get the book. Um but you know, what we're talking about, gleaning, hospitality, mm-hmm. these are all uh, these are all biblical principles. This is just we're, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. We take men who have have looked at the scriptures and seen how they apply and now they're they're showing us a a very clear picture of how mm-hmm. it works out in real life. And it's so it's so practical you know it's so effective i mean Mm. because it's the word of god and and god knows mankind and he Mm. knows what we need he created us and so his scripture applies to all of life so with that being said we're we're drawing near the end so i'll hit the last chapter says go with what you've got Mm. i mean basically whatever you have you know start moving in that direction um you know, we're called to be compassionate. We're called mm-hmm. as believers to uh, have an impact on the world. Our our mission is to the world, and especially mm-hmm. the, the poor, the needy. And I, and I wonder, you know, how can we be comfortable going to church once or twice a week and not do anything else to serve God? Like, mm-hmm. you know, do we really feel like, wow, we're really a Christian? Because, well, we show up, we show up on Sunday, and sometimes I like that midweek service, and... Mm-hmm. That's what it means to be a Christian. You know? mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> no, I mean that's yeah, that's good. You should go to church and you know don't forsake mm-hmm. the assembling of the saints and and go together and and worship you know the Lord corporately. But mm-hmm. if that's all you're doing to you know hold on to that title Christian, you're missing something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right. Jesus tell you you'll have the poor with you always. Mm-hmm. There's, there's always going to be that need to serve, and as we already right. mentioned one of the two church officers, the deacon is there to serve the people and to, Mm. to show people how to coordinate those efforts to wait tables Mm. and provide for those. And so we can't neglect it. Uh, God commanded of it, uh, excuse me, God commands us to do it. And so we obey and his word is just filled with, um, you know, the principles about our social responsibilities, including charity and how we're Mm. to exercise that. Um, it's proof of the gospel. I think we mentioned mm. the first episode early on just about the – how the enemies of God, the enemies of the church, mm-hmm. they they could not but begrudgingly admit there's something about this gospel that just right. compels right. these people. I mean they're taking care of our own people. They're taking care of their, their people, their, their their fellow believers mm-hmm. and stuff, but they're even taking care of our people. Right. They, right. they recognize there was something different about mm-hmm. the gospel and – does the church today still recognize mm-hmm. that there should be something mm-hmm. different about us, that we should we should be so uh, in love with God, loving his word, that we're also loving our fellow man and, and doing what we can to show them uh, the love of God?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And whatever you have, I mentioned the Macedonians before. They were poor, they were impoverished, and yet... They, it was their joy to give and so Paul's taking up the collection he goes, Make sure you're setting aside money to help out with this relief. Don't let these guys put you to shame in your <laughs> right. giving, you know? Uh I I had turned to uh Kings. I was thinking about Elijah and the uh, the widow of uh, Nain Yeah. Where, you know, she's got nothing left. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? She's got, got a little bit of oil, a little bit of bread. I was gonna cake, uh bake this last bit of bread, we're gonna eat it and die. <laughs> you know <laughs> that's <laughs> We're done. We're finished here. We we right. we got nothing else, and yet, uh, of course, God decreed this. But she was not of Israel, you know. And, and right. Jesus points that out in Luke and says, you know, you know, there were a lot of widows in that time, and God didn't send prophet to any of them except Elijah to this one here. Right. And what did she do though? She was obedient, and she said, "This little bit I have, all right, I'll make you something." Mm-hmm. And yet, God kept giving. You you know, mm-hmm. kept providing. And, yep. you know, the Lord says, test me. See if I won't pour out these things. Mm. Um, you know, you read from Proverbs to start us off that, mm. you know, when you give to the poor, you're We're lending to the, the Lord. Lord. He's going to repay. <laughs> i never seen anyone starve, you know, helping out the poor. Amen. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's scriptural, it's biblical. It's a promise mm-hmm. of God. And so whatever we have, we can use it. We can use it to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping, and obviously, you guys, I want you to feel free to give some more thoughts on that. But I'm hoping that through these uh, this two part series, and mm-hmm. we thank again our brother uh, Ky Thang in uh, mm-hmm. Burma mm-hmm. for for even asking for this to remind us because we had gotten into this book before, and this was our desire. We mm-hmm. want to impact our community for the gospel. But the mm-hmm. gospel, um, yes, it's the good news of a savior. But mm-hmm. it's also he sent them out to you know feed people to heal people and right. it, it's together you know it's a it's a both end right and so that's how we show god's love
1: yeah we adorn the gospel mm-hmm. of grace with our i mean the reason uh, paul tells titus uh, that we're saved you know uh, christ saved us to be zealous for good works mm-hmm. you know and in, in ephesians he says something very similar that we're god's handiwork you know, prepared for yeah, good, good works, works. Right. you know, so, uh, this is what we're called to do. The two great commandments, right? Love the Lord, your God and love your neighbor as yourself. yourself. Mm-hmm. And the example again, from the, from the book, from the Bible, uh, both, you know, George Grant, again, like you said, quotes heavily from mm-hmm. scripture calls of the good Samaritan faith, mm-hmm. you know, using the good Samaritan as an example of loving the neighbor, right. you know? So, it is vitally important for the Christian life. We mm-hmm. all have to be engaged right. in charity. Uh, even in um, the Sermon on the Mount, right? He says, "When you pray, right. when you fast, when you give alms, mm-hmm. it's expected. It's it's right. you know, it's not like yeah. oh, you know, if you give alms, no, it's yeah. when right. you do these things. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be a Christian and not pray." Right. Um, you can't be a Christian and not fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't be a Christian and not give alms. Right. Mm-hmm. You know this is part and parcel to our lives. Right. So, I mean, what is true and undefiled religion according to James? Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, visiting the widows and the orphan in their time of need—that's yeah. mm-hmm. true and undefiled religion. Keep and keeping oneself unstained from the world. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so that is that is what our lives. Should be about Why do we work And not steal So that we can give Right You know So So I guess uh, With that we'll, we'll wrap up Right
2: Yeah
1: All right, You guys have anything else You want to add Or say Or anything
2: Get the book Get Frank the book
1: the- <laughs> Amen And if you guys like What you heard You can uh, like us on Facebook You, know, you can yeah. email us At uh, Crown Covenant Podcast At gmail You can also um, Follow us on Twitter. Twitter, yep. And uh, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or any of your favorite podcast um, uh, catchers. You know, so God bless you guys.
2: Peace and peace. Oh, sorry, that's yours. Good night. To start sometime.
1: What better? Or morning, place whatever. Here?
2: <laughs> what better time
3: than now? Oh. <laughs>